Hello and welcome to Fantasy Talk Show, a place where heroes come to tell their stories. Our guest today is Jameson Halifax Emerson, an arcane inspector from the great city-state of Night Market. We go into his military family history, how he ended up lost in adventures, his opinion on how these adventures should be handled, as well as a potential future decision that could change the scope of how he had envisioned his entire future. So, without further ado, Jameson. It's good to have you on the show. Why, thank you. Tell me a little bit about the world that you're from. Absolutely. Um, I am from the great uh, city-state of uh, Night Market. It is a place of most order. Uh, It is a place of scholarly magic, military magic, great might and economy. Um, It is currently in a bit of a conflict with the Grey Elves, a perhaps primal, perhaps looked down upon race that dwells outside of our walls. But, uh, you know, we may be under lockdown, but it is still a fine and glorious city to live in. Oh, what What's your favorite thing about living in that city? Oh, you know how much better it is than anywhere else. <laughs> I... I take great pride in knowing that I I live in a place of power and influence. Mm. Uh, I guess, have you uh, spent a lot of time in the other cities? Um, Once upon a time, I I would say, perhaps as a child or perhaps, um, you know, in in my time, my brief time in the military, I I did. But uh, our our walls have been closed off for some kind. And to be fair, night... Night market is so large. We have districts that are the sizes of towns elsewhere. Um, that that you could get anything that you need. You know, I would go as far as to say, if you wanted to be a poor person, we have districts where you could be a poor person. If you wanted to be a poor person, are there uh, are there such people? I mean, you have to want it in order to be it. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, that that's a that's an interesting viewpoint. Uh, you said growing up, you spent some time growing up outside the city walls. Would you mind telling me a little bit about what it was like growing outside in some of the uh, lower cities? Well, it was less that I I grew up outside of the city walls as as much as um my my family was of a decent pedigree, and so we could travel. And before the gates to the city were closed, we would do as such. We would visit certain lands along the the countryside. You know, they were quaint, underdeveloped, maybe attuned to magics that were a little more chaotic, uh, a little more unseemly. Because, you know, here in Night Market, we have the greatest schools of magic that one could hope for. So to go anywhere else is really paling in comparison, but it it is nice to know that there are places that have their own beliefs that they believe they get magic from, I don't know, the earth or the sun or, you know, anything outside of their own will. It's, it's, it's nice. It's fancy. Okay. All right. So you're, you're fine with, other people living their lives the way that they want to lead them again that i guess that that's part of their choice they're they're choosing to be 
lesser, as it were. Would you say that's a fair statement? Well, I would say that everyone has the option to do what's right, and to do what's right is to abide by the law and enter into magics or trade in a way that is fitting to them, and if they choose to not do that, then that is their choice, and the consequences they suffer are suitable. And you would assume agreeable to them, since they're the ones making the choice, yes? I mean, they may complain, but it's all within their power to change things. All right. You, you've spoken a lot about magic and the, the magics of your world, and it seems pretty pervasive throughout. Is there any area or people of non-magics? Oh, yes, quite. There are ruffians who fight. There are people that we take bets on in the arena, fighters, gladiators, whatever have you. Though, I should say that some of the fighters in said arena also augment themselves with magics. Um, I would say that here, magic is a golden embroidery woven through the fabric of life. It is not all gold, but it is present everywhere. Is it something that everybody could tap into, or is it something that only a select group has uh, been attuned to tap into? Um, I would argue that anyone could, with sufficient training. I wouldn't say that everyone has the privilege to do so, or desires to. Some people have more baser desires. Okay. Speaking of uh, training and learning, you mentioned that there's a lot of great schools. Did you train at one such school? Uh, yes, I trained in a military academy in accordance with my father. Okay. And... As such, I am trained in magics that make me suited to, how would I put it? I am well suited to engage in magical combat and also to overcome conflicts in other ways outside of magical violence. So uh, kind of a, a magical strategist of sorts. Before my unfortunate discharge from the military, I aspired to be a tactician in general one day. Oh, uh, a discharge? I'm, I'm sorry to hear it. Uh, if it's not too painful, is that something you wouldn't mind going into? Why, why would they discharge somebody of such great honor? Oh, it's fine. My discharge was not through my own fault. Um, it was actually due to some mishap with my family. It seems that the honor and prestige of my family and the, the, the word accompanying it became twisted by those jealous of it. And so uh, certain titles and prestiges were stripped of us. And one of the things that came along with it was my uh, military qualifications. And so I was removed from my post. But it is fine because an embassy knows how to triumph. And I did as such. A lot of times we find adventurers or heroes make their way here. Would you define yourself as a hero? I will tell you that as an arcane inspector, I am charged with finding and rooting out aberrations of magic and reality. So. I would say that a lot of the times the things that I do are heroic, but uh, it is sort of in the humble nature of my position that I am not 
a quote-unquote hero or a quote-unquote adventurer. So you say an, an arcane inspector. Yes. What does that entail? Well, uh, surprisingly, a, a lot of paperwork, which I, I do enjoy, but it is the uh, recording, investigation, and apprehension of those who break the magical laws and standards of Night Market, those who would practice magic outside of what we have decided to allow, uh, those who would seek to undermine the city through magical means, those who have fallen out of good faith with our city and perhaps need to be righted. There, there are various degrees to which uh, someone can become aberrant, and I am one of a few to set them right. I work alongside our city's paladins, who are real magic warriors, real adventurer hero types, to to basically provide information, direction, and guidance. And then, you know, I can apprehend aberrants of a certain degree, but if there is a large group, then it is typically a paladin or war mage who engages uh, those sorts of groups. Well, it's nice that you've been able to find uh, a work that you can be passionate about, or at least enjoy as you go through it. Is there any particular case that was interesting to you that you really were able to sink your teeth into? If I'm going to be honest, I have only been a clerk of the office until recently. Uh, and I would say that the case that I'm on right now is hmm, what others may seem to be most interesting. To me, it is just horrendously complex and unfortunate. Horrendously complex, eh? Yes. Uh, you know, if we are to speak of adventurers and adventuring parties, um, this would be the case that thrust me into adventure, as it's been called. Um, it is nothing that I am a great fan of, but it is what I'm doing now. And what about it don't you particularly care for? Well... For one, I am not currently in the city anymore, which is, you know, the, the place that I enjoy being in the most. I currently reside in a aberrant airship that chooses to ignore the laws of physics and reality, and I am accompanied by three criminals who have been charged with working under me as part of their penance, and we... We're initially only tracking down one person, but now we have gone on this whole tangent, and now we need to supposedly save the fabric of reality instead of paying attention to the target. Hmm. Yeah, that does sound like it might be uh, a little frustrating, but I mean, at least you've got a good, solid crew behind you. There's got to be a little, uh, some interesting stories behind there, yeah? They are interesting only insofar as they choose to repeatedly frustrate me and repeatedly commit crimes under my supposed supervision and care. Each act is another form that I need to fill out whenever I get back. And uh, you're one that is, uh, is strict on the forms and the rules and the legality of it, yes? 
Well, I'm strict on the forms and legality as it pertains to those who aren't empowered by our city. You know, I have been known to turn a blind eye to a paladin or war mage acting out of turn because I know they have the city's uh, the city's best interests at heart. But these ruffians don't, it sounds. Yes, they... Well, let let me go down the list. Please, please do. First, we have Agatha, who is a fighter. And her capacity to be aberrant from reality is slim, considering she lacks magical ability. However, she still finds many a way to irritate me, which is fine, I suppose. I have been told that I am irritable. And then we have an entity known as Wag. He is a uh, gentleman spy who seems to also have an access to quite an inventory of magical items that I do not recall ever being registered with my office. And so I cannot in good faith think that he is acting in the best will of our city. But those two, while annoying, are within the realm of doing okay and in the last we have Graham an elderly deluded absolutely mind numbingly incompetent druid mind numbingly incompetent uh tell me how you really feel I feel like he should have taken a nap and just never woken up harsh words he has a tendency to get himself in trouble. He does not step up to the challenge when it is brought to him. He uses magics in strange and roundabout ways. He practices a school of magic, which is, uh, I mean, some of the war mages practice druid magics, but really, I mean, if you're not practicing arcane, are you really practicing real magic? It sounds as though they've been, or you've been charged with taking care of them, leading them through this mission. Do you see their improvements as your successes? Are you pushing forward to really train the law into them and get them to focus on the mission at hand instead of uh, all these diversions that they seem to be focused on? Well, it seems that the farther we get away from home, the less authority I have in these situations. The threats of being written up and having paperwork filed against you and things like that for some reason hold much less weight when we are in a completely different plane of reality that that brings me to another point you had previously mentioned that you are on an airship that seems to be able to choose to jump through time space and planes of reality is it a piloting error or mishap or possibly intentional that is causing this or do you believe that the airship is actually acting uh, of its own accord? Oh, it is It is absolutely piloted that way. We have a crew of cat folk who let me just ignore that whole aberration and just call them people. We have people on our ship that are the purveyors of the ship and we... How did we even get here? We were investigating a missing person. 
we needed to bring them into justice. We go into a bar. The bar turns out to be a speakeasy for fairies. Fairies say that they have information for us. We just need to go through this door and meet with this person. We walk through this door. It's a portal onto the ship. The person is one of these cat folk. The cat folks say that they need to do something for us. We go onto their ship, flings us into an alternate reality into the future. We fight a battle and see our supposed future selves. I try to kill the future version of myself because he is some sort of fighting aberrant wizard. We whisk away from there. We find this grand monster who wishes to consume reality, and here we are. That sounds awesome. And I just want to get home. When you do get home, what's the first thing you're going to do? Paperwork. Paperwork. Well, no. First, first, I'll put on some tea, and that'll start on the paperwork. What kind of tea? Oh, um, you know, I've been away from home for so long. Oh, come now, Jameson. This is important. Yes. Uh, I, I, I feel like Night Market Gray would be my favorite. Mm. Mm. Yes. Night Market Gray. You know, mm. along the port, there tends to be cloudy and rainy weather and this the 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 night market gray just really goes with that entire mood now do you uh do you have your tea with a scone or a a donut of some kind maybe a, a cookie or biscuit or anything? Uh, no just just a little toast just a little toast butter that's all just just plain just regular just myself in my office, tea, toast, paperwork, quill, and hopefully we'll be able to send my fellow adventurers to prison. <laughs> send them to prison, huh? Even, I mean, I, I get the, uh, the old druid, man, but it sounds like you maybe had some hope for the other two. I mean, I would perhaps have some hope for them if they continued to go along with my motivations and plans, but... They do not. They seem to be concerned with saving the world and finding magical artifacts and exploring and doing all those things instead of staying on task. They have no initiative. I mean, one might argue that the initiative to try and save the world shows a lot of initiative. Just right, maybe but not. they want to save the world as heroes, quote-unquote. That's not how it works. We could go back to the city. We could go to the mages and we could talk to them and we can gather war mages and paladin alike and sail a great vessel through one of these rifts and, and launch an attack of military might, not the might of a few people and a special sword that can apparently wound this monster. There are heroes for saving the world, and you must let them do so. Well, they believe there are heroes for saving the world. I believe that the machinations of the world is accomplished by the power of people bound together, not by oh, that of individuals. Oh, that's what I meant, was uh, not that they are heroes, but there are heroes for saving the world. Yes. And this, this group that you're with are not the heroes for saving the world. You, they, you are obligated to go... Let the proper heroes do the proper saving. That is much what I would prefer. Uh, but they won't hear anything of it, huh? 
if I can be honest, we haven't had much time to catch our breath to discuss a plan. They seem to be content just leaping into action after action after action, whereas myself, I like to sit and formulate a bit, which is why where we last left off, they were storming an enemy vessel and I was remaining on the boarding craft. So let's say, in a hypothetical sense, the world gets saved. You and uh, your crew save the world. You get back home. You sit down with your tea and your paperwork, and they're uh, happily in prison, or not so happily, but that's uh, irrelevant and beside the point. What is What does the future hold for you? Well, I would hope to ascend from inspector to inquisitor which is a higher version of our office and then from inquisitor to grand inquisitor and then you know by that time i will have similar authority than i would have if i were a high-ranking member in military that i would hopefully be able to re-establish uh nobility and uh you know reclaim my life as it's supposed to be oh very very neat that's kind of what the whole far future end goal looks like for you is reascending the chain of command, reestablishing your family name and uh, being able to settle down into it. I mean, that is what my ideal would be. I mean, from what I could see in my own with my own eyes, it appears that I become some sort of gray-bearded, cloaked, grand, powerful adventurer wizard that goes out and cleaves entire armies in single blows of spells. Uh, and I would be lying if I said that sort of power does not appeal to me. However, I just cannot see me pulling back on my beliefs like that. Hmm, but wasn't it you that said all you really have to do is choose that power and you could become it? It's true. I could. And and if if I am to be completely honest, it, I have started practicing certain time magics in private since seeing that just uh, out of curiosity to see if it could be done. It's not a magic commonly taught. And having seen myself in some sort of a future it was tempting to to see if i could tap into those sorts of energies and i'm pleased to report that i can however it's uh something that i am not yet ready to sort of come to terms with in my personhood what are you waiting for to come to terms with it I imagine that at some point in the future, I will have to make a choice between this and my old life. And when that time comes, well, I'll make a choice. Yeah. If a choice needs to be made, a choice will be made. And that is that is a choice for me to make in that moment. If I decide too much now, I am setting myself up for disappointment if I don't measure up to my own expectations. How very thorough and logical of you. I think so. All right, Jameson. Well, uh, I think that pretty much covers uh, everything that I'm looking for. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for showing up. 
Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's been a great relief to take a break from the whirlwind life that I have been thrown into. And as always, it's great to have my prowess be paid proper attention to. Yeah, well, you know, we do what we can. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. Have a good one, as they say. Thank you for listening to my interview with Jameson Halifax Emerson. He's a character from the mind of Katie Labonte and played in the Quest RPG game system. If you'd like to engage with Katie, hear the thoughts that she thinks, or hear about some of her potential upcoming projects, follow her on Twitter at R underscore Katie. That's at R underscore C-A-D-E-Y. Katie doesn't currently have any specific projects to promote, but she would like to give a shout out to Mermaids, a UK-based organization that supports transgender, non-binary, and gender-diverse children and young people. I encourage you to learn more by visiting mermaidsuk.org.uk. And if you're in a position where you can donate, throw a dollar or two their way. I've also put a link to the organization website in the podcast description. Thank you to Josiah Piles for the cover art and to Kylan Small for the intro and outro music of the podcast. Please check out the links in the podcast description for more of their content. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you'd like to connect with me or other like-minded adventurers, join the Fantasy Talk Show Discord, where I run a monthly game that I'd love to see you at. You can join by clicking the link in the description. Also, check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash fantasytalkshow or my Twitter page at twitter.com slash fantasypodshow. Talk to you soon.